Planet Worker, a world in development. Human Agency and International Development Series. Episode 15, Professionalization and Devaluing the Local. The professionalization of development reflects a substantive reconstitution of practitioner identity that underpins the core motifs of development discourse. Professionalization is also partly a result of the institutionalization of post-colonial relationships between developing countries, who were previously colonies and their related colonial authority. In this post-colonial transition, the distinctions between colonial and developmentalist authority and knowledge valorization required more formalization to transition to a developmentalist global order. And, in this process, development interventions were increasingly authorized through notions of professionalization. Despite the purported political neutrality of development discourse, colonial constructs of identity based on the other were retained within this redefined discursive structure. Inherent in the distinction between the underdeveloped South and developed North, and the former's relative inferiority of expertise and knowledge. Post-colonial continuities were also possible through discursive forms of authority, articulating and drawing upon universal humanitarian, poverty eradication and human rights discourses. These established legitimacies for the intervention of northern development actors in local arenas, characterized as development assistance, provided the foundation for the institutional architecture of development. Within this, the position of the technical expert in the form of the development professional was elevated and affirmed. In doing so, there was a corresponding devaluation of the particularity of knowledge that characterized colonialized or local expertise. Development professionals are central to the transmission of expert knowledge, acting as facilitators in the construction and transference of expertise that reinforces development narratives. These can be through the mechanisms of participation by experts in international agencies, NGOs and businesses, or processes that intervene in and shape engagement processes at national or local levels, including training or capacity building, research, design and policy formulation activities. Their applied expertise is critical for the imposition of appropriate developmentalist structure into localised sites of practice. In this, experts resemble scientists in that they are academically trained, work with scientific methods and maintain a dialogue with academic disciplines. Unlike academics, however, their activity is directly aimed at the improvement of practices. By elevating the position of expertise, development entrenches the epistemic dependency of ordinary people on experts and undermines their individual experience and contribution of knowledge, such that the epistemic individualism implicit in many of our epistemologies is thus called into question, with important implications for how we understand knowledge and the knower, as well as for our conception of rationality. Valorized development expertise and knowledge is bolstered by positioning research as an essential form of knowledge production to the development process. In this sense, research is not a value-free exercise. Neither is any actor neutral, and the application of research within the policy or development terrain is itself a means of reinforcing the relative power of each actor in the process. There is another side to professionalization, where the professional's expertise, while acknowledged, is subjected to managerialist objectives and systems. 
This operates at both strategy and operational levels. At the strategy level, the experience and expertise of the development practitioner is often downplayed in important strategy decisions, or viewed as redundant when faced with institutional or political decisions that rely far more upon political drivers and expectations. In this way, the professional agenda can be hijacked by an impressionistic political one. At the operational level, practitioners may spend an inordinate amount of time and effort servicing bureaucratic targets and systems, which themselves have often been developed without significant influence or contribution by neither professionals or practitioners, nor by their clients or end-users. The latter clients or end-users are viewed in this way as the other or the objects that need to be engaged for problems to be solved. Success in these contexts is related to outcomes that bear little relation to the realities and concerns of those who are the target group for the services in the first place. Within the practice of development, success or failure of the project will both act as reinforcement of the primacy of the technical and of expertise. A successful venture is celebrated as the outcome of United Intent, highlighting the transcendent agency of policy and expert design, and consequently the policy, the professional and the collective. These features reinforce replaceability and the resilience of development. Failure, on the other hand, is individualised in the actions of particular actors, usually characterised as corruption or neglect. In this way, failure becomes an outcome of the absence of application of expertise and learned practice. A development professional needs to maintain the appearance of assurance that development projects and policies are based on detailed knowledge of the social dynamics on which development interventions are based. This presents some challenges to the notion that development models are externally socially engineered by experts and travel across the world to be imposed upon local contexts. In the course of these journeys, the models stop over in different places. For example, in other development agencies, governments, global and local NGOs, where they are decoded and recoded and then continue their journey in a modulated form. They are also translated, adapted, modulated and applied in various forms by a variety of actors throughout the chain. Accordingly, agency can be applied in various forms and by a variety of actors within and throughout this journey chain. Moreover, when more formalised development institutions engage with the institution of community to encourage participation in development processes, this engagement tends invariably to happen on the institutional terrain of the former. Not only are experts seen as holding all the relevant knowledge for development, but they are also de facto owners of the institutional terrain. Definitions of expertise have been constructed on a global level, but specific contextual factors can influence interpretations. Professional status in developing countries like Tanzania is often linked to elite status, signified by a combination of patronage and power derived from political linkages and representations of global modernity manifested through material goods. Both are demonstrated ostentatiously, with the former affected by the power to exert control over the time and activity of those considered subordinate, and the latter by virtue of indicators of status and power. As much as possible, the two should be combined to reinforce this superiority. For example, by being driven in a luxurious vehicle, or making people wait in the reception area of an office. By virtue of this status, professionals become privy to knowledge that maintains their elevated position, and national professionals are more clearly distinguished in status from their local, often rural, fellow citizens by these signifiers. 
Consequently, there is more differentiation between national professionals as experts and their fellow community-level practitioners. Development discourse advances participation as a valorized element, and with it a set of economic and moral beliefs that underpin practice and the practitioner's outlook. One of these is the differentiation between professionals and local practitioners, the latter constructed closely within the identity of the development object. Representing the non-professional, localized knowledge practitioner embedded in the targeted community as subjects of development. In this way, community development practitioners share the othering characteristics of people in the South. The construct of the community conveys value and status on community-level practitioners, creating ambiguity and a set of role contradictions that constitute dilemmas in their everyday practice. Local development practitioners occupy a multitude of social spaces and roles that include elements of the development professional, the localized broker, and as representative of community. Yet, in the professionalization of global development, they are often excluded from the professional domain. In this ambiguous space, community development practitioners are often alternatively representing and challenging both the authorities in their professional contexts as well as the communities with whom they are to work. In this, they have little formal authority or statutory power, rendering this a relationship in which a disarmed agent of authority meets with the citizen to authorize the latter, and the outcome is indeterminate. At the same time, they are expected to bring their own agency to bear on local actors and practice to make things work. Successful local development interventions and interactions can become more difficult when practitioners are not directly associated with the target group characteristics or interests, and the notion of the other can become imbued in the perspective of both sets of actors. Familiarity and local associations are therefore sought after characteristics in community practitioners, while at the same time creating constraints and tensions within the role. Allegiances may become a source of conflict, as the practitioner negotiates between their local affinities and the expectations of the institution. In effect, the local practitioner becomes the substitute for community perspective and interests in that they are expected to bring local knowledge and a community perspective to bear. This form of substitution can be exacerbated when representation of groups and communities is weak as a result of the absence or dysfunction of representative structures or activism. The centrality of community participation and the role of the practitioner and valorization of professionalization and the expert, on the other hand, represents the crux of the contradiction in the agency of the local development practitioner. To gain entry to the domain of the development professional, local practitioners need to imbue the principles of development ideology and actualize it in their practice. And, by doing so, they create the conditions for their alienation from their individual political beliefs and their local affinities. Conversely, without a theoretical grasp of the nature of the state, of structural inequality, of the history of development work, and the various uses to which it has been put, there is a danger that when local activists become professionalized, they miss out on some of the equipment that might help them sustain a critical approach to their work. Development practitioners, particularly at a local level, are themselves important actors operating in a social arena in which they play a more or less direct political role. In this role, they function as mediators for the solicitation 
and investment of external resources into the relevant social space, often organising the engagement between targeted social groups and external actors, including donors. They provide an important legitimisation of the interaction as they are viewed as both representative of the local population and cognizant of the requirements of the established system of transfer. In the former, they convey knowledge of local stakeholders and their relative needs and interests, while in the latter, they link these to technical and financial resource provision. This intermediary role has led a number of commentators to see them as key figures in an active quest for projects and resources, and far from being the merely passive objects of an aid logic. It is not solely through the agency of development professionals that the imposition of the prevailing development discourse and its associated expertise results in repetition of development initiatives. Categories of beneficiaries and community facilitators who have very vested political and personal interests may themselves also seek to have development repeated despite the apparent failure of these to achieve social objectives. These interests and motivations may include the potential for accessing financial and authoritative resources, or simply the opportunity to engage with extended networks of actors that could facilitate enhanced power. This feature would explain why seemingly ineffective development interventions get reproduced, often repeatedly in the same location. Planet Worker, a world in development.